Welcome to episode 28 of the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. I'm Brian Fisher. In the previous episode, 27, we discussed a line of credit for your business. This podcast series focuses on the various subjects and topics to help you run a successful, profitable business. They're approximately 10 to 15 minutes long, so you can listen while commuting. Hopefully, you'll find one or two takeaways to implement per episode. In today's episode 28, our guest is Tom LaBelt of Smart Brand Marketing. Tom spends most of his time in Thailand. In 2010, he launched Smart Brand Marketing, a boutique small business consultancy to bring smart strategies to businesses and organizations working within a tight budget. In 2015, that transformed into his current business, We Market Online Courses. He's published around 5,000 Kindle books, built a successful SEO and online course marketing business, owned a coffee shop, a retail store, a record label, created a documentary, and released two albums with five hits on top 10 Polish radio. All of it was bootstrapped and done with zero outside funding. After a decade-plus experience in SEO, sales and marketing, he now helps create successful partnerships in the online course space. He decided to help every course creator to be more successful by working strategically, not haphazardly. He helps teachers get more students to their online courses, assist course creators with a range of business tools to increase profits, create and launch branding strategy, marketing campaigns, and lectures on a full range of online course topics. Tom says, if you can't sell, then you're not in business. Marketing and sales are the backbone of a company. Now, from Smart Brand Marketing, let's welcome Tom LaBelt. Welcome, Tom. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. I'm always interested in people's stories. Tom, what took you to Thailand? That's a that's a long path of what took me to Thailand. This is not a quick couple steps in there. So I was born in Poland and we moved to the US when I was 10. And the dream that we've always had where I was little was to go to America, make a lot of money and come back to Poland and live like kings. That's, that's, that was everyone's dream that made that path. After I became Americanized and you know everything, I realized that it's no longer my dream. <laughs> I, although I did that, you know, I was making good money in the States, in my businesses, and I started traveling the world just because I got bored of just being in the U.S. all the time. But I've noticed I don't want to make money and go back. I want to keep making money. There's a distinction there. I want to keep making money with my businesses in the U.S. and be able to travel wherever I want to. Because, look, I, I love Poland but the weather is not great all year. We have about four months where it's beautiful. And after that, I'm, I'm done. So Thailand kind of fits the bill where when it's not nice in the U.S. and it's not nice in Poland, Thailand is beautiful. So I kind of slow travel. I, I kind of made that move to I spent a couple months in Thailand, a couple months in the States and a couple months in Poland every year when I, when I can. With COVID, it doesn't really work well, but you know, I'll get back to my routine as soon as that's that's possible. But yeah, before I picked Thailand, I mean, I've, I've lived in about 14, 15 countries. I still travel all over Europe, Asia, and, and different places. And 
Thailand's interesting. First, a couple of friends were here. Actually, not a couple. I mean, like 40 or 50 friends I have all stayed around Chiang Mai, Bangkok, and, and then some of them in Saigon and Vietnam, which I didn't like that much. But Thailand is interesting because it's got different layers, right? Like in the, in the, on the surface, as a tourist, you think, oh, yeah, this place is cool. When you get a little bit underneath, you're like, oh, this place is horrible. And then when you get even lower, you're like, oh, this place is great. I get it now. You actually start seeing like, I have actually more freedoms than I do anywhere in the world. Well, as long as you have money and you know what you're doing, kind of know how to navigate. But it, it took a while to really get to enjoy it as much as I do now. Like it, it was a path, definitely. I moved back and forth. But yeah, Thailand is, yeah, it's, it's been a solid place. That's why I have an office here now and I have an apartment all year round, even when I travel everywhere else. So how did you start Smart Brand Marketing and we market online courses? When I was in the States, I originally, when I was... Still in high school, I co-owned a record store because I was really into music. I was a DJ. Then I moved into music engineering. I went to a school in Florida, then moved to New York and kind of did that. And when I felt like I sort of accomplished the goals I had in music, because I had my own group and stuff in New York too, I started getting into sales again because I always liked business. But I really thought the backbone of any business is sales. As long as you can make money, you're always going to be in business. And 90% of your problems can be solved by making more money. So got into sales and I've worked for a lot of corporations. What I did is get hired, get training, hit the streets or the phones or whatever they had me do. And once I felt comfortable, I quit and moved on to the next company. Hopped around like that for I think maybe eight, nine companies at least. And after doing that enough, once you know how to sell something you don't care about, and you start seeing how those companies make money, you have an easier time selling something you do like and coming up with a business plan. Most people make a business plan of like, I am going to do this and that for the next couple of years, blah, blah, blah. My business plan was very different. After working in Unifirst and a life insurance, two life insurance companies, what I realized is I am selling a recurring thing for them. They give me maybe you know a couple months of it, and then they keep it for the rest of their lives, especially life insurance. Like they would give me maybe six months, whatever commission, but then they're banking. And I remember playing basketball during one of those like team events at the, at the company. And me and this guy were talking. We're like, you know what? If we actually got to keep this money, even a percentage of it, because you know you have overhead. But if you we, we kept this money, we would have had to sell for about six months and be set for life because they're recurring if we don't have a lot big churn like it. So that was my business plan. I was like, I need to sell something recurring. I'll figure out what that is. And I know how to sell it. So smart brand marketing sort of came out of that because the first thing I found when I was browsing the internet, this was a while back. It was, it was a different world. SEO. It was super easy back then to, to rank a gas station or a restaurant in like a smaller town outside the city because we all have suburbs and things. It just took a little bit of twiddling with Google. Like it was super easy back then. So that was my first company. Then I noticed I don't like the industry much because Google was controlling it to like hundred percent and we had too many you know updates and things happen. So I moved as I got better because you can't do it from the beginning. I moved into marketing and we were marketing all types of companies, e-commerce, small business, big business, anything we could get our hands on. And one of the customers that we had, because we were still running the SEO company a little bit at the time, it was a gym in Atlanta. 
And we ranked him really high. I helped him with some PR and marketing and stuff like that. And he just asked me, this was like eight years ago, hey, let's make an online course. He was a Muay Thai champion. So he was training people. And I was like, uh, never heard of that. Okay, let's do it. Took us about a year to make it. Then he asked me to market it. Same thing. I had to figure out how to market courses. Very different than products or services. So that took a while. And the company kind of started from that. So that was We Market Online Courses. And at one point, after two, three years, maybe after I created that first one with him, we went all in on online courses and we've been booked up and enjoying life ever since. Speaking of SEO, why is ongoing SEO a waste of money for most businesses? So for most businesses, once you actually get your website ranking, which means, you know, you you get some backlinks, of course, for most people, not as much as you think you get a really good content because that's really, you know, in in the weaker niches, that's all you really need. 10, 20 pieces of really good content. Um, You get your silo, right? The the website's fast enough and your ranking, you're going to keep those rankings, whether you keep doing SEO or not. I'm talking about most businesses. There are some competitive, right? Like Plumbers, for example, moving companies. Like there are some niches which where you know the, the budgets just are insane and they keep competing over everything. But for most businesses, once you get ranking, like you really don't need ongoing SEO. It's a waste of time. So why do we need to stop listening to online marketers? There's a couple of different reasons. One of them is if you think of your own career, and for anyone listening, anyone, and you wrote down what you've done to get to where you are over the last five years. And if you yourself try to replicate that path now, you'd still have different results. And that's you copying your own path because circumstances, things happen. If you're copying someone else's path without having everything that they have access to, <laughs> you're never going to get the same outcome. And the main problem with this whole listening to advice and copying is that even most of these influencers, all they do is copy whatever one of them said. So if one of them proves that a lead magnet worked for them or a tripwire they came up with a concept or a quiz now everyone else is in monkey see monkey do and repeating the same thing you need a lead magnet now you need a tripwire and 90% of the people who do that it doesn't work for them just because one person that's got a huge audience showed you that it worked for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you almost everything in business and in marketing comes down to it depends I mean, if they give you advice such as you need a good buyer's journey, okay, but most of them don't give that type of advice. Most of them try going specific or tactic or give you something which 90% of the time is not going to work for you. You're going to spend a lot of money, build out these funnels, follow the advice, and then come to someone like me saying like, oh, none of this is working. We're speaking with Tom LaBelle of Smart Brand Marketing. Tom, how do you advise business owners to make their business anti-fragile? So the main thing with anti-fragile is making sure that no one thing can kill your business, right? And, and most of us, what we do, and this is just human nature, is we look for shortcuts. We might sell on a platform like Udemy or Amazon. We might use one channel that's really easy, like Facebook ads or Google ads. We, we look for shortcuts. And what often happens, and you see this on forums and in the groups, your account gets shut down. Some algorithm thing happens, you might lose reviews, and your business goes out. To become anti-fragile, you need to create a business, and I always look at it this way, where no single entity 
affiliate, partnership, anyone else can shut down your business, which is always much more difficult, right? But it's the only way. It's the harder way, but it's the only way to make a business where you don't go to sleep and wake up in the morning and be like, oh, Google just wrecked my whole business. So it's taking a longer way every time. You know, you got to think long term. What have you found are the things that lead to bad business decisions? Same exact thing, taking shortcuts. Taking shortcuts. And having not enough things to sell. If you have one single thing that's selling, often you get too complacent and don't build the other things. They might actually work better for you. So, for example, I see this with consultants a lot and with with agencies who have a do-it-for-you type of business. It's the most annoying type of business, but it's the easiest one to sell the products because everyone wants you to do everything for them or... But what happens is a lot of these owners then make enough money to not feel like they need to do anything else, but not enough to ever retire and don't have a business that's going to have an exit because agencies and consultants, they don't exit. You stop working, you're done. So sometimes your business model actually is one of your worst decisions because it just makes things too easy and you don't build anything that's sellable at the end that becomes an asset. Having assets and being anti-fragile is really the only way forward if you, you know, want to stop working at some point. We're speaking with Tom LaBelle of Smart Brand Marketing. Tom, would you please expand on your online business with We Market Online Courses? Sure. I mean, we, we work with course creators. We, we help people sell courses. And the course creators usually fall into three different buckets. The first one is I've created a course. No one asked me to really create it, and it's not selling. Or I've just copied someone's funnel, whatever. So basically, someone just makes a lot of assumptions, creates something based on their expertise. Sometimes they don't even have that. And the course is not selling. It's called a validation. That's that's one of our buckets. The second one is I've created something people wanted. Selling has, has been very easy. I'm making low five or maybe high five with that one. High five figures, low six figures with it. One channel, one message. Everything's been working great, and now I have a plateau. And I have no idea why it's working, because I tried that different channels, and I don't know, I, I must have got lucky. So help me grow the business. And it often happens with a channel like YouTube. Someone just starts posting videos, making sales, and at some point, you can't add any more videos and things don't go up. That's the second bucket. The third one is I'm making mid or low six figures, and I want to make seven figures, but my team, my vision just doesn't work to move from this spot to the next spot. And that's the scaling play. So we have three different buckets and every one that comes to us falls into one of those buckets. And we basically help them move from one to the next. Well, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you'd like to add? Well, the the one thing that you should wake up and think about every single morning is, I, I think of it in two parts. What is my business becoming? right? Because it's always moving in some direction. And if you don't have a vision for it, it'll just kind of move there. I mean, the worst thing you could do is have your clients dictate how your business is going to work moving forward because you're not going to love what you're doing in a quick time. So what is my business becoming? And the second thing is, how can I give myself a raise? Because as a business owner, we have abilities to give ourselves raises all the time, whether it's creating you know, a new system, new product, hire a new, I mean, so many different things. 
But these two things should be on your mind every single day when you wake up to move things forward in a good way. Tom, how can people get in contact with you? Best place, smartbrandmarketing.com. If you just want to reach out and chat, and if you actually need course marketing, then weekmarketonlinecourses.com. My sincere thanks to Tom LaBelt for being our guest. Managing the performance of your company is one of the most important things you do as a leader. This podcast is on over 20 directories. Subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast. And feel free to share this podcast with people who you think may benefit. A strong rating of these podcasts would be appreciated. If you'd like to reach out to me with any questions, comments, ideas, or potentially be a guest like Tom, please go to bcforg.com. There's a red Contact Us button in the middle of the homepage. A LinkedIn symbol is on the upper right. Click on that if you would like to see my profile. All the podcasts are available by clicking on the website podcast page in the reference bar. These podcasts will be released the first and third Tuesday each month. In the next episode, 29, our topic will be from the management column, setting your company vision. In business, running a successful, profitable business is the ultimate scorecard. You're never done and can always be better. It tends to be more fun than work, frustrating at times, but can be very rewarding. From BCF ORG Corp., I'm Brian Fisher. Wishing you the best. Thanks. Thanks.